Hello. Hello. I'm Justin. I'm Allison. And this is Robots on Typewriters, episode number seventy <laughs> one. Yeah, seventy one. <laughs> That's the number I said from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Well, we agreed to tag team that one, so. Yeah, it's the big seven one. You gotta tag team it. Anyway, what is this? This is a podcast. I'm glad I asked. Um, this is a podcast. You found it. How did you not know that? How did you find this? <laughs> did your cha- Did your grandson play this for you? We we hid this tape away in in a cavern far far away. How did you ever come across it? You are the that cavern, one. the GoDaddy server room. <laughs> that server room, Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Um. Uh. Yeah. This is a podcast called Robots on Typewriters, and we. Uh, we do. We do. Um, I felt like I was like missing something else that we say about. I like no, was that's all. Go, we do. Okay. That's all. Yeah. We oh, say. Yeah. well, no, <laughs> I mean, no. We um, talk about computational creativity. We talk about all of the fun, interesting, creative, entertaining, funny stuff that people make using computers, AI, procedural generation, randomization, all that kind of stuff. We have two segments on the show, and they were named by a random word generator, as you can see by the fact that they are called the Salty hat. The, the zesty the salty hat. hat. Are you a random word generator? <laughs> yeah. The zesty hat, the, which is um, where uh, one of us talks about something interesting or cool that we found this week that we want to share with each other and you guys. And then our second segment is the trashy toy, where we play a game with some of the tools that we talk about all the time. And this week is my turn to don the zesty hat. And I'm going to talk about something that I briefly mentioned last week, but I wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about and share and um, talk Is about. Is it share? Of- yeah, share. Do you remember that? That um, remember last week that uh, that uh, medium? She was played by share. Wow, that crazy! I can't believe we got her. Um, uh, I wouldn't say she's a medium. I would say that's pretty big. That's <laughs> yeah, big medium. Rarely done well. Is that the? Is that what? it? What was that? Big. It's like a you know a puns about steaks or a rare medium well done. Ah, uh, rare. Okay, sure. Yes, yeah. A big, big. medium. <laughs> Wait, big is not a. Yeah, I I see my flaw now. How would you like that cooked up, big? <laughs> I like my steaks the way I like my steaks. <laughs> um no we're talking we when i say we i mean i am talking about justin you're not allowed to talk for the remainder of this segment just i talk about this um no it is ai inktober um it is a uh movement that um is uh being mostly spearheaded by janelle shane of aiweirdness.com and um it is something that uh we kind of I, I also had the idea to do, but uh, she did, she did it more. Um, and it's really yeah, it's led by the three big women in AI, Janelle Shane, Kate Compton, and you. Oh yeah, Kate Compton told me to write fan fiction. She just straight up told me she told me that if I didn't, she'll never 
talk to me again. Oh, that's actually a good omens reference. Um, I'll explain why that's relevant. Um, <laughs> but uh, I first want to talk about the the Janelle Shane uh, thing because it uh, she uh, so basically uh, her post on AI weirdness this week was uh, a neural net creates drawing prompts and just to back it up a little bit even more, Inktober is uh, is a challenge that artists on the internet do. Um, uh, every day in the month of October, they draw something with ink, and um, and uh, they they draw something based off of a one word prompt. So, for example, some of the um, the actual uh, prompts for the official 2019 prompt list. It uh, these are just just a couple of them. Uh, the, day one was ring. Uh, day seven is enchanted. Day uh, sixteen wild. It's wild. Um, day sixteen day, wild. Day, day twenty two ghost. Uh, it's all very fun. Um, and uh, so yeah, people just uh, post ink drawings with the hashtag Inktober twenty nineteen. But um, somebody suggested to Janelle Shane that she use an Earl Net to develop some. Uh, some uh, alternative uh, AI-influenced Inktober prompts. And so she put out um, three different sets of them. They were three different temperature of um, output from, uh, I, I is it TextGen RNN? No, it's GPT-2. Man, poor TextGen RNN. I know. Well, we're, we're giving him some use today. Um, What's the opposite of the new kid on the block? The old man down the street? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the old man down the street. That actually uh, it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Sometimes we let the new, <laughs> the old man down the street play with the new kid on the block. Oh, very bad. Um, so uh, some of the uh, some of the unofficial neural neural net generated prompts for AI Inktober. I don't even know what the right way to say that is. I guess it's probably that though. It's like AI Inktober. Um, a Inktober. Hey, Inktober here. Uh, I'm just going to read some of my favorites. That uh, The first one that just jumps out to me on the temperature 1.2 list uh, is day 15. It is leggier. <laughs> I'm a big fan of, of the word leggy, so uh, that's just... Does does me real good. Um, my so the the reason that I th I thought about uh, using AI to uh, influence Inktober prompts is because I have a friend Rebecca who wanted to do Inktober but wanted some help with. Uh, uh, you know, expanding on the prompt ideas. And so I said, hey, why don't you do, uh, why don't you do uh, AI stuff? And so I, uh, I, you know, let her know about Janelle Shane's uh, prompts. And so yesterday, her day one drawing, she did a prickly skeleton. And she drew a cute little hedgehog wearing a skeleton mask, a big old fan Very of that. Good. Yeah, I saw that drawing. It was excellent. And so yesterday, uh, Janelle um, went to the, the AI Inktober um, hashtag uh, and retweeted a bunch of people's day one drawings. And so you can go to her, um, you can go to her Twitter and see like a bunch of people's drawings. They're so good, so fun. Um, they people did all kinds of different ones. So example, so yesterday the temperature one point two day one was prickly skeleton. The temperature one point oh was just the word timeline and. Uh, <laughs> Temperature 1.4 was tiny cod flames rise. Very good. I also just saw on the on the temperature 1.4 list, day 15 is all caps bug in human shape. Ooh. Not excited for that. It's <laughs> a little extreme. This list is really good. Day 11, whoop with a period at the end. Day 12, complete whoop. 
That's like the <laughs> logical extreme of big whoop. <laughs> Complete whoop. An absolute whoop. Um, <laughs> a whoop like you never seen before. <laughs> the the temp- the 1.4 list is really good. Um, I like, uh, what did I, oh, day 29, it really ate him. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be disturbing. Wow, that's going to be intense. Day four on temperature 1.2 is knife wrestling scream. Ooh. God. <laughs> I like day I seven. I look forward to it. Day seven is, ah, secret. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're really good. Um, and I think uh, it's, a, it's what was really fun about seeing all of the, all of the drawings roll in yesterday. It was, it, it, it was just one of those things that it is so much, it's so awesome to see a bunch of people participating in something like this. Um and uh, using the influence of, you know, AI, language generation, all that kind of stuff to do real art. This is like, you know, this is everything we ever wanted. And so, um, yeah, if you are, if you're an artist, um, it's never too late to jump in Inktober. You don't have to feel the pressure to do it every day. Um, you can, you know, pick and choose which ones you want to do. And, um, if you do, we would love to see them. So definitely if you do, um, use AI of any kind to do Inktober drawings, uh, add the hashtag AI Inktober. So it's like AI NK, you know, you get it. Um, but also, feel free to tag us because um, we would love to see them directly. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was going to say, uh, I agree strongly with what you said about this being like exactly what we like in seeing like lots and lots of people get involved because it's yeah the kind of computational creativity that doesn't require you to like read or be able to fully get the technical side of something like gpt2 but uh any any old person can go out there and have fun with it it's the sort of computational creativity that i think is way more on the computers helping creative people be more creative yeah oh and i did i want to talk about i i want to mention what kate compton created um because it just it solidified that you know, she's probably my soulmate. Um, Kate Compton, the uh, creator okay. of <laughs> uh, our uh, our title for Janelle Shane is our best friend. My title for Kate Compton is my soulmate. Have we? Do we call Max Wolf our dad? Uh, I think we have. I think. All right. That sounds like the sort of thing I would say anyway. <laughs> um, Kate Compton is the uh, creator of Tracery, the, uh, the, 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 the tool? Yeah, it's a language. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Tracery is the language that, um, for example, Cheap Bots Done Quick runs on, um, which is how we make, uh, we make our Twitter bots and how a lot of people make their creative Twitter bots. And so to celebrate Inktober, she made a Twitter bot, which was uh, Lost Omens Art uh, at art underscore omens. And um, it is, it's just a, it's a good omens uh, art prompt bot, which is, everything to me because good omens that is extremely specific <laughs> in use case and fandom <laughs> um yeah it's uh good omens is 
literally everything to me. I care about nothing else. I'm doing this podcast for show at this point. Um, but, um, uh, and I uh, I saw this and I, I I responded to her and I was like, this is everything to me, practically. And I, or I said, I was like, this is incredibly my brand, but too bad I don't do art. And she responded to, and said that uh, it works for fanfic too. And I said, don't tempt me, Kate Compton. Um, and she did. She sent me back. She to tempted you. Yeah. And that's so, why you're now soulmates. Yeah. But, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very conflicted over the, over writing any kind of fanfic in general, <laughs> but. That's good. You're getting to the age where that's an appropriate <laughs> reaction. Well, <laughs> I've kind of backtracked in the last like year. I've, I've really lost some ground on that front, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, my AO3 account is like highly incognito and is unconnected to like all of my other. Oh, like, yeah, and it's really things. hard to make a new account. I know, but I don't want. Ah. <laughs> uh, That's my struggle. But anyway. I really don't want to. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's 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 that. That's my hat. It's Inktober. Make some art, do some fun stuff. And tag us in it because we want to see it. Antagonize us. <laughs> Antagonize. What? Okay. All right. Well, thanks for that spooky, creative, artsy hat. And I threatened to do this to you last week, but to <laughs> me, October isn't the spooky month. Oh, uh, let me rephrase this. <laughs> to me, the Spice Girl that best represents October isn't scary, <laughs> it's sporty. <laughs> Glad I got there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so October. It's the one month all year that all four North American sports have their seasons happening all at once. Baseball's having its playoffs. Basketball and hockey are just beginning. And football is happening. It's also the one month a year that spooky is a thing. Can't you just, like, do this for me? Do you? <laughs> I, I refuse to do spooky for you. <laughs> Whatever, continue. You make me do spooky shit all year. I, I, I probably do. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so this game that I've created today is kind of a combination of two games we've played before with a little bit of a different flavor. Uh, it's like the build a pop star game. What was the name for that one? Star Maker is what we've called it. Star Never Maker. Never liked it. Well, this is Sport Maker. <laughs> um, yeah, it's partly that game and partly Balderdash, where especially the part we really liked in Balderdash, where you had to make laws. Um, mm. Yeah, this is Sport Maker. I have trained a few different language models and neural networks on a few different things, and I made a bunch of botnet keyboards. Let me start by doing what I always forget to do and explaining what any of that that ah. I just said means. <laughs> so we like to use a site called Botnik. Botnik.org has a tool called VoiceBox where you can upload text files and they give you predictive keyboards like the uh, word suggestion function on your phone where you give it a word and it'll suggest the next word, the next word, on and on. So I gave... Uh, I made a bunch of new botnet keyboards based on different sports rule books. And I found the old botnet keyboard for the laws of our hometown. 
And I also made a text file with the Ten Commandments. <laughs> and one really cool thing about VoiceBox is you can combine sources. So you can, once you upload a file, uh, you have a URL for the keyboard that you have. But if you have two different keyboards, so if I have my baseball keyboard and, say, my uh, Ten Commandments keyboard, they both have a URL with, like, a source at the end of them. So it just says, like, botnik.org, blah, 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 slash source equals, and then a bunch of letters and numbers. If I put two sources next to each other, so if I put one string of letters and numbers, comma, another string of letters and numbers... I combine those two keyboards into one super keyboard. So using these keyboards and different combinations of them, uh, we're going to write a bunch of laws. Nope, we're going to write a bunch of rules for these sports. Yeah, so we have the Botnik keyboards to make rules. And then we have a collaboratory, which is like Google Docs, but for Python code, with two pieces of code put together by... Our dad, Max Wolf. <laughs> uh, for legal reasons, I have to say he's not our actual dad. He just makes all the tools that we use. <laughs> the legal reasons. We just hold being... a flashlight while he uses tools the right way and he yells at us. <laughs> uh, so Max Wolf made two collaboratories. Nope, Max Wolf made two tools. One of them is <laughs> TextGen RNN, which he put in a really good collaboratory. I put in a really bare bones collaboratory. And he made a collaboratory of GPT-2, an, uh, an open AI language model. So TextGen RNN is a neural network that helps people write text one character at a time. I gave TextGen RNN a list of all the sports that Wikipedia knows about and a list of like a couple hundred random baseball players' names. So we can generate some names for our sport and some names of the players. And then GPT-2 is a language model based on attention that it tries to hold. Um, it, it tries to generate text based on figuring out what the important words are in a text that you give it and then keeping those in mind as it goes forward. So I gave it all of those rule books that I mentioned earlier so it can help us write some rules if we write half a rule and we don't really know how to end it or something like that. So without any further ado, Allison, give me yes. a sport name and we're going right. to figure out how that sport's played. <clears throat> yeah, so um so I yeah, I'm not I'm not a big sports person, but I do always like sports that are kind of like a little more civil um, and not so, you know, kind of like aggressive, beating people up and stuff. So I think um, a sport that I'm going to be watching this season is um, skating polite. Skating, but with manners. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, skating polite sounds nice. Do you think it differs from figure skating? Um... <laughs> Well, see, I was imagining this being like like X Games Tony Hawk kind of skating, just nicer. Uh, I was yeah, okay, I wasn't yeah. even thinking about figure skating. So I would say no. The answer to that is it's not just like figure skating. Alright, yep. Doesn't sound like it at all. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find some like top skating polite athletes. I feel like that's a sport that you would really you wouldn't expect, you know some big macho tough guys playing it you'd expect more yeah oh here's one art penny 
Oh, yeah, that sounds like, yeah, he sounds like a, he wears a, a, like a bow tie and a nice little mustache and a bowler hat. Oh, I found the bad boy of Skating Polite. Oh, okay. Chappy Bemesis. <laughs> Chappy Bemesis? Yeah, he's not anyone's nemesis. That's a little impolite. <laughs> but he is yeah. a Bemesis. <laughs> yeah, so, and his catchphrase, when, when anybody tries to accuse him of being antagonistic or, or of being someone's nemesis, he's like, Psh, nemesis Bemesis. <laughs> All right, I need to figure out how this rule is played. I mean, yeah. how this game is played, what the rules of this game are. Yeah. Ooh, I have one that can apply to skating. Okay. Ooh, it, it also, it cuts off so I can give it to GPT oh, and see beautiful. how the rule ends. Right. The free legs are only for the officials. No, <laughs> oh no, that's a full sentence. The free legs are only for the officials. No player shall have any. <laughs> it's very good. Oh, this one can actually apply to skating, too. So a lot of times skating's in, like, a skate park. It's just, mm -hmm. like, kind of maybe an old parking lot with some, like, stuff in it. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, an empty swimming pool, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so this rule might apply to something like that, a, a skate park that's more urban repurposed. Squeeze in a vehicle on private property and all written objections shall be permitted. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, like, was it squeeze in a vehicle? Yeah, squeeze in a vehicle. Like, if okay. you guys, look, there's a lot of complaints about the skate park, but if you can, like, squeeze in a couple of cars here, like, let people park, then everything's <laughs> permitted. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, it's like, you know, I, you'd think in, in regular skating, they're taking up a lot of space. They're all over the place. They need, you know, their half pipes here and their other stuff you skate on over there and yeah that... you're three quarters of a pipe your third of a pipe <laughs> yeah seven eighths of a pipe um Full pipe yeah you, you need that those need them all over the place but but where where's everybody gonna park you gotta get where are the people who are who can't skate to the skate park gonna park they mm, yeah they... who skates the skate men <laughs> who 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 parks the skate skate yeah yep yep <laughs> yep yeah i've i've got another rule for for skating polite um and i think this is probably one where um th yeah a lot of skating polite happens in skate parks but also because they're so polite sometimes the city lets them just kind of like roam free they do it kind of like a marathon they block off streets and stuff because they're not going to be too much of a disruption but just to make sure that they're not going to be a disruption at all there is a rule that once the public libraries within the city should be scheduled to be opened any player shall provide written notice so that oh, okay so if the libraries are going to open at all all <laughs> of the players have to write about it yeah every single any like part of you know part of the barrier to entry is you you have to write like a handwritten letter send it or take it to your public library they it's just one of those rules you know if you don't have your library letter in you're you're not going to get to play and it you know it's caused quite a few kind of like uh game day uh drama uh, scenarios where you know i think you know probably if you're if you're under the age of 18 you have to have it signed by a parent or guardian and, and you know some kind of down on a 
his like, kid couldn't get it signed. So mm, sometimes you forget to library. get your library card updated. So once you're there, you're like, oh, shoot, I want to drop this off to the librarian. But she yeah. asked if I have a library card. And that's not really what I'm here for. But I I can't say no. I need to be polite and They're so answer polite. a question. Yeah. 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 But um, but yeah, that yeah, you gotta let that library know because because if you're gonna be skating by, you got you they you know you gotta be respectful of the of the quiet zone that extends well uh, you know extends like a mile radius out from the the, the center of the library. Yeah. Uh, do you think you know how like punk skateboarders will have like skateboarding is not a crime bumper stickers? <laughs> do you think skate polite skaters might have like skate? skating polite is compliant with local bylaws <laughs> yeah yeah skate polite it's a real delight yeah yeah there you go that's exactly yeah skate polite sailor's delight skate in the morning skate park warning skate park warning all right uh for our for my next trick for our <laughs> next sport why don't we talk about why don't we talk about subsurfing subsurfing yeah, one word, okay. subsurfing. Okay, <laughs> okay. And how does, okay, so, so subsurfing, is that like a subcounter, or no, a subculture of surfing, or like surfing below the surface? <laughs> yeah, I think it's that. I think okay. subsurfing is surfing, but underwater. Okay, okay. Um, uh, man, I- So th- I, I generated this rule way earlier, and I thought it was ominous, but now I see that it's really not. Okay. The game is a warning from below. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think subsurfers are like uh, like rescue divers, where they're oh. providing a service, even though they're doing like an extreme physical feat. Like I yeah. think this is how you detect like tsunamis and like. You know, underwater like gas leaks, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. But so, like, they're doing their job. But why not have fun with it? Why not make yeah. it a little bit of a competition? Oh yeah. I I now I can't get it out of my now I I like forgot that the game isn't just all sports but polite. I was about to be like, but they don't they wouldn't compete too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's also part of the culture of subsurfing. That okay? You, okay. Yeah, you don't want to make a big scene. Yeah, because I mean they are—they're doing a job that's not <laughs> not to be not to be uh, gamified to be so insensitive. Yeah. It's a warning from below, but it's also <laughs> a fun time from below. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I have one player name I generated earlier that I oh d- I, okay. this is the sport for him. Okay, Wash P. Ooh, Wash P. Is that is that P a first... spelled P E E? Oh, okay, yeah. Wash P. Yeah. Named after his job? Is that his? I, yeah, that's yeah. He he used to just as a job wash pee at home. Like he would just just wash it, just soap and water. Uh, but then he realized it's a lot more efficient to tackle like you know worldwide water pollution. WWWP. Yeah, WWWP. What yeah. would wash pee? Do. Speaking of WW, I think I've got a player here too, and I think he's named probably after his his uh, signature uniform. His name is Wally Wellies. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's like a stage name, and he just wears Wellington boots. Yeah, yeah. Something about that one made me like concerned that that guy actually exists. Like, there's something too good about it. Wally Wellies. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, he just wears his wellies. Which I mean, he, maybe he exists. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, wearing Wellington boots underwater sounds very <laughs> hard to maneuver. Oh man, I got two different uh two different subsurfers. Okay. That are definitely both real subsurfers. Okay. Uh one is where is he? Uh Starbunky Spezio. <laughs> Wait, hit me with that one again. Uh, Starbunky Spezio. Okay, okay. Yeah, so like Starbuck, like uh, from Moby Dick, but also maybe like Starbucks. Um, Yes, yeah. Yeah, Starbunky. Starbunky, yeah. And then the other one. uh, (laughs) I think I see it. This one. Seely Rose. Yep, yep, yes. Uh, there <laughs> used to be a graying tower surfing under the sea. <laughs> Kiss from a Seely Rose. That is really good. <laughs> uh, is he now, like, is he a seal? Is he seal? Uh, yes. To both questions. Okay. Okay. I didn't yeah, know that so Seal when was Seal, Seal wrote Kiss from a Rose, he underwent experimental uh human seal hybridization and it's been achieved. And oh. he had to relinquish his human name, ironically, Seal, and adopt a seal name, Sealy Rose. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. And now um, he's a champion subsurfer because like it's almost cheating to be a seal who can play that yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah. Do they have to like does he get any kind of like handicap for it or or he he just No, I mean it's it, they don't compete that hard. It's polite. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah, I think if it was a more uh you know, a more cutthroat sport, Sealy Rose might not be allowed to complete compete, but yeah. Eh, what are you gonna do? Oh, oh! I think I've got one actually. I think I, I, I didn't know what uh, rule this was, what game this was gonna be for. But I think, I think this is for this is for this. This makes sense. Um, the referee shall be permitted to reach their natural food for the first day of the game, except when the ice is deemed frozen. Ah, uh, that's very good. What species is the referee? <laughs> so, I think the referee. Um, man, probably. Uh, um, I think the referee might be some kind of like uh, a manatee situation, which you can imagine. I'm sure a lot of manatees exist in bodies of water where it freezes sometimes. Um, yeah, so they're, what, do, what do manatees eat? Like big old kelp know. and stuff? I think so. Yeah, like huge like chopped salads. And scrambled eggs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so th- they so they're they're. Permitted to to reach their natural food for the first day of the game. Gotta say, I don't know how long these games go on, but if, if it's enough to that there's a first day and it's multiple days and they're only allowed to eat for the first day, that that's a little, I don't know, that, that rule might be a little bit antiquated. Um, you can, I mean, it's a job. So like you take shifts, like you might have like, you know, a, a 14 mm, hour shift that true, spans true, true. two days. So yes. if you do that, you have you eat during your first day, and then when you're getting hungry on the second day, that means it's just time to go home. 
Right. And so I think so what the what the rest of the rule is referring to when the ice is steamed frozen is I think the the a big part of the referee's job in subsurfing is to kind of keep the surface of the water moving so that in hyper cold temperatures it doesn't freeze. So they kind of have to they they have to keep at it and keep swimming around up there. They can't be diving down to get kelp uh when when there's danger of 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 freezing. So uh when the ice is deemed frozen, that's when the the manatee is just they they gotta forfeit their their lunch breaks. Yeah, I I think that's right. That manatees they can't you know break through the ice for everyone. They have to figure out okay the ice is frozen. I gotta get to work. I can't eat right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I have a pretty related rule, which is the word okay. I was trying to use. Uh, that's that icing shall be approved by the referee. Mm-hmm. So if okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you do decide, like, as a team or as uh, the entirety of uh, subsurfing players that you want there to be ice above the water just for, mm-hmm. you know, added challenge while you're down there, you have to ask a referee first. Don't just yeah. put ice on the water out of your I mean, own. well, because also... If 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 you don't if you don't clear that with the with the referee, the referee's gonna gonna get rid of that ice right away. They're gonna clear it right out. That's their job. If you want it there, you gotta let them know. You gotta communicate. I thought you were gonna say the wee. <laughs> the wee. <laughs> the wefa wash pee. <laughs> All right, let's do another sport. All right. Uh, um, another one that I, I wanted to talk about was, um, uh, stilled polo. Dilled polo? <laughs> stilled, S-T-I-L-L-E-D. Okay, stilled so polo. It's so not exactly sparkling what it polo. sounds like. What? Not sparkling. Not sparkling polo. <laughs> no. It is exactly what it sounds. Um, uh, it is polo. Everybody's on a horse, but you do not move. You stay exactly where you are. If you move, okay, yeah, you're got it, got out. it, got it. I uh, let me see if I've got any any uh, uh, polo players. You know, you, you usually think of uh, polo players as a little bit well-to-do. Um, I oh, have one, but I'm not sure if this is the man, the horse, or a sentence the about them. Okay, yeah, the man, <laughs> the horse, the legend, uh, John Rip Beans. <laughs> wow, wait, okay, John Rip Beans. Yeah, John Rip Beans. Beans. Oh, okay. Yeah, so do you think that Beans was the horse that John ripped? Do you think there's a man or a horse named John Rip Beans? Do you think I... there's a man named John? He had a horse named Beans and now Beans is dead? I... Like John Rip Beans. <laughs> R.I.P. Beans. I think it might be that one. I think it is that. I think John had a regular human last name, but then when his beloved stilled polo horse Beans died, he changed his legal name to as a in in memory of Beans. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think I've got one too. Um, this is another. I guess yeah. Uh, still polo names are, are real kitschy. Um, this this guy's name is Babby Ride. Uh, Babby Ride? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Babby Ride on top of horsey? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's exactly that's his full name. I see you're familiar with him. <laughs> was was Babby Ride a an actual Babby? Yes. I, I mean at one point, weren't we all? <laughs> I mean, that's true. 
Yeah, Babby Ride. Uh, he he he's one of those. He he's a little bit older now, but he still kind of he has like a youthful glow about him. He still looks like a, a Babby, in fact. So okay, yeah, uh, yeah. He he's a Babby face. He's <laughs> yeah, he's Babby faced. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I have I'm Babby. <laughs> I'm Babby. I have the name of uh, two horses and a a player. <laughs> So oh, okay. two of the horses are uh uh Luminly mm. and Red Patch. Ooh, cute. And then the player, he was a, a bit of an outsider that uh he was a, really a top rider um in another world in like rodeo and cowboy riding. Uh cowboy riding, is that a sport? <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, yeah, so <laughs> he was that. a top he was a top competitor in that, and his name was Wee Buddy. <laughs> my my ship uh, my my uh stilled polo OTP is Wee Buddy and Babby Ride, and my their ship name is Wee <laughs> Wee Babby. <laughs> wee Babby. Uh, and then the movie well, when about I was them a is wee called Bobby Ride. What? <laughs> Very good. Um, yeah, that's my OTP. A wee, wee buddy. Wee buddy. That's what he always says to his horse. Wee buddy. Uh, very even good. even though the horse is standing still. <laughs> yeah, he kind of he kind of came into still polo. He's kind of a um, he's a little bit of a black sheep in that everybody. It's it's really kind of like everybody. Everybody is just kind of quietly sitting on top of their very still horses, but he he came in guns ablazing, probably literally, and he he does he's a lot of really colorful stuff, and he's just on top of his for- horse like like throwing lassos around, like shouting "Yeehaw, wee buddy!" and everybody just he he has some you know he has some dedicated fans. He's a real like kind of like. Uh, cult favorite, but but he is not very popular in the the game at large. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a few people's favorite player, but if he's not your favorite, you don't like him at all. Yeah, yeah. How is the sport <laughs> even played? Still polo. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. Oh, I have one rule again. Didn't know which sport this might apply to, but I I think it must be this one. Uh, the ball is dead. So is the owner of the abutting field. <laughs> oh, God. So okay. the horse stays still. The ball stays still. The man who owns the field next door is staying still. He's dead. He's dead. He's still forever. You can only play this game in fields next to fields that are owned by dead people. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, it's why you don't see it much, because it's, it's highly particular. Um, Rip beans. So and it's it's that kind of thing of like of the 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 of still polo fields are worth a fucking fortune and and people will end up like murdering family members so that their field is owned by a dead man and the field that they own you know right next door is now a uh, you know a gold mine of a still polo field it's really fucked up yeah i mean it's I think the money in this sport really makes people go to some extreme ends, and yeah. it's a very rich sport. It's true. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, another another rule instilled polo is free actions against the offensive team shall be awarded to the public if the ball falls in the trenches. 
So that's okay. so the 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 still polo field is kind of surrounded by the by trenches. They're just straight up trenches. They're you know they're like six feet deep and and so it's kind of an it's it's an incentive six not feet to under. move. Yeah, it's surrounded by empty graves. You mean? <laughs> Yeah, one big, long, empty grave. Um, <laughs> um, this whole world, one big, long, empty grave. That's a wee buddy quote. <laughs> um, and uh, it's kind of, it's a, it's a kind of like uh, uh, incentive to not move your horse because if a horse falls into that trench, that's not going to, it's going to be bad news. Um, so, uh, but if, if the ball... <laughs> The ball falls in the in the in the trench. Something's already gone wrong. But if it happens, then what happened? What there is always a defensive team and a de- and a defensive team. I think I just said defensive twice. <laughs> Whatever you know what That's I mean. That's fine. Um. The, and uh, if if the ball falls in the hole in the in the trench, any any of many any member of the watching public is allowed to just go to town on the on the offensive team. They can pretty much do whatever they want. It's like the fucking purge out there. It's really terrifying, honestly. It's like it's one of those things that make you make you go like, "Oh my god, rich people are absolute savages." Yeah. Uh yeah, I think this whole sport it's it's got what they say about uh is it what they say about rugby? It's a game for savages played by gentlemen, or is it the other way around with soccer? <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know. This is definitely a savage game played by you know private school kids. But someone un- ends up dead, or yeah. someone ends up dead, and it's normally the owner of the abutting field. <laughs> uh, that being said, death procedures are considered unnecessary. If the offender is disqualified and the ball is not touched by a team player who has been disqualified. So if oh, if God. certain things happen in this game and someone dies, uh, there's no death procedure. Oh, my God. They don't you don't get funeral rights. You don't get anything if if certain uh, certain rules aren't followed in the game that someone has to be a team player. It is it really it sucks for the families like and it's it's why nobody you never want to hear that your child wants to go into stilled polo because you yeah, can you're just like, imagine. Please play any other kind of polo. <laughs> yeah. Sparkling, water, regular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marco. <laughs> yeah. Marco, that that is a uh, uh, um you know, understandably the kind of most mild of 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 polos. So, you know, Nobody, it's nobody's first choice, but. Mm, this ain't my first polo rodeo. Another wee buddy <laughs> but, quote. I keep wanting to call him Buddy Holly. <laughs> wee Buddy Holly. Wee Buddy Holly. Uh... Wee you. <laughs> I look just like Buddy Holly. <laughs> Very good. Um, do you want me to give a sport or do you want, you're getting a sport? Either way is fine. I don't care who gives a sport. I don't have one. So if you have one ready. Uh, I I do have one that I um that I'm I'm interested to discuss, and it is track B. Track B. Yeah. So I mean, that sounds it, like a startup. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it might have been started by a startup, but it is in fact a combination track and rugby. It's combination what and rugby? Track, track and field and yeah. rugby. Yeah. Yeah. You must. You have to be in great shape and a very particular kind of shape to play that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know much about rugby. To me, it's 
just like football, like the American kind, but you wear different clothes and no helmet. <laughs> that's what I think it is. I think uh, that's pretty much right. Like, okay. It's got some nuance, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think track B means it's probably, well, maybe it's a mix because track and field teams, you have like your really skinny like distance runners you Mm -hmm. have like more muscular short distance runners and then you have like really muscly like uh throwers and stuff like that yeah so i think track b at rugby is the same way where you have like i don't know big people like blocking and hitting and like little people running around yeah same 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 thing okay It, Uh, it takes all kinds is what i'm saying yeah yeah um I think uh so so I've got a I've got a player here that I think is probably one of the I think he probably got into it for the rugby and kind of learned to love the track element of it because he's definitely he's 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 a he's a big old he's a big old guy. His name is Tunky Borner. Tunky Borner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tunky Borner. That's him. That's our boy. Culturally, do you know anything about rugby? <laughs> I thought not. Uh, the only thing anyone knows about rugby is that the New Zealand team does the haka dance. Right, 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 uh, right, right. Yeah, so I think it's like a yeah, like a Maori dance. Yes, but they, yeah. the New Zealand team always does it before rugby matches. So mm-hmm. I've got a player that was recruited solely on the back of his haka dancing, and that is Hoxertona, one word. Hoxertona. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. He uh he doesn't really have any skills in playing rugby or track, but his haka is just incredible. Um, they figured this would be like a good way to get people into the sport who are only into the haka culturally, who are culturally rugby. Yeah, that I I don't play the sport. I'm not. I I don't have any athletic ability or interest, but I do I don't love watching a God. good haka. I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't have any affiliations. <laughs> Political party, uh religious. But I boy just do love I the love haka. the haka. <laughs> That's my one thing that drives me in life. <laughs> and that is certainly Hoxytonin or whatever <laughs> whatever his actual name. <laughs> That's it, yep. Hoxytonin. yeah, Hoxytonin. Yeah. So I have one other player name that I feel like we're on our last sport, and if I don't get it out now, uh, I won't get to say it, but I don't know that he plays this sport. Uh, maybe he does. Who knows? That is the Bang Schiller. Ooh. First name the last uh-huh. name Bang B E N G hyphen uh-huh. Schiller. That's okay. capital S capital S H I L L E R. Schiller. Bang Schiller. Ooh, okay. That's a little bit. Ominous. I feel like that's more of a wrestler name. Like yeah, the bang I think so. Yeah. Schiller. <laughs> Well, if we're doing re- wrestler names, I think I also have a wrestler name that I've been dying to get out there. His name yeah. is Rat Carpenter. Rat Carpenter. <laughs> That's actually his like former career, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was a rat carpenter. He was a carpenter yeah, just... for rats, which is really sweet <laughs> when you think about it. Aren't all carpenters in New York carpenters for rats, man? Hey, man. Uh, yeah, no, I think... Now that we're getting more into it, I'm thinking that track B is maybe not the most serious sport in the world. It might be staged for an audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, I have a I have a rule that might have something to do with that. Um, okay. Well, actually, I have a rule that definitely goes. It, it definitely goes along with the showmanship of it all. It's just, it's it's a you know all hands on deck production here at Track B. The officials must submit an estimate for the score by the last minute of the first period, or the teams will, will continue. The teams will continue to run free. Uh, I like that a lot. That very early on, all the refs have to come together and say. You know, we expect you'll be around <laughs> this kind of ending. Yeah, yeah. They they by the last minute of the first period, everyone has to have submitted their um submitted their official guess um for what the score will be. Um, the winner of the game is not at all a player or a team. It's the referee who's closest in their correct, guess. Correct. Yeah. That's the correct, only yeah. competitive part of the sport. Right, and the thing is, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, of cheating that happens where the the referees will communicate with the teams ahead of time and and try to get them to like swing the game this way, like make sure you try to cap the points here. But that is, mm. I mean, there that that is absolutely out of the question and just like, like a surefire way to get yourself disqualified these days. I mean, did you know all. literally what you just said happened in basketball about ten years ago? Absolutely not. There was a referee who was submitting bets in Las Vegas <laughs> about the scores of games and then was refereeing the games so that the scores oh would go God. that way. Fucking wild. Yeah, um, so you just uh, inadvertently <laughs> invented the point shaving scandal. <laughs> well, and I guess I'm assuming the reason why it was a scandal is because what happens when, well, this actually has nothing to do with who wins the score, but after the, when... If if the if all of the referees don't get their scores in by the last minute of the first period, the teams continue to run free, and the game just never really gets started. It never ends. It's just it's an absolute mess. You can be there for days. Mm, I didn't think about that yet. Uh, yeah, I've got some more rules that I think okay. I think need to be part of this game. So the haka, all the love of the haka makes me think there is some like I don't know. There's some like honoring of our past in this. Um, so I have half of a rule, which is just showing the earth honor will, and I gave that to GPT. Okay. Um, showing the earth honor will be the same as if it occurred, will be treated the same as if it occurred on the field of play. Well, that's nice. Aww. So if you recycle like at your house or something, <laughs> you get equal rewards to recycling on the field. That's a really good program. That's a, that incentivizes just really good behavior. That's that's awesome, and it has nothing to do with the game. It just has to do with being a good citizen of the world. Oh, some other that. options here. Showing the Earth honor will be an accepted method of protest. So if you're not happy with the game, <laughs> recycle something. Uh, clean oh, up a local God. park. This is so good. This it's just like take all of the things that could be bad and turn it into taking care of the Earth. Yeah. Showing That's the Earth amazing. honor will not automatically result in disqualification. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> weird if not. it did. I don't even know why we had to say that. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's a there's a reason behind every rule, right? If if it's a rule, mm, it yeah. happened one time. Here's a rule that I do want to know the story behind. Okay. Uh, sound is not to exceed a horn or whistle. Oh, a very quiet sport. <laughs> yeah, well, there's the occasional guess, horn yeah. or whistle. I, yeah, I guess those are pretty loud thresholds. Um, but yeah, okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I wonder what what was the sound that made that, you know, have to be the, the guideline. Yeah, what's like a really loud way to honor the earth? 
um, taking out Ooh, being vegan and telling everyone about um, it. Oh, I was going to say taking out major corporations. Ooh, yeah, people were dismantling the means of yeah. production live yeah. on the field, and that's far too loud. <laughs> far too loud. That was the only <laughs> thing that this sport had against it. Yeah, it was just too yeah. loud. Just too loud. Uh, finally, one more rule of mine I had to get out here because it oh, okay. was maybe the best rule I saw. Oh, okay. Um, so we were talking about the, like, what these players would even look like and how maybe it actually would suit big and small players. Mm-hmm. Um, establishing a minimum thickness of a player shall not <laughs> prohibit the feeding of said player. <laughs> Can you hit me with that one again? Establishing a minimum thickness of a player <laughs> shall not prohibit the feeding of said player. Oh, that is very good. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, while well, you you're think, measuring up a player think, right? and saying, ooh, you're not quite thick enough, you have to also still be feeding him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's intuitive. It makes sense. Yeah, uh, if we're so busy establishing a minimum thickness, we never actually thicken the players. Yeah, thicken the players. Yeah, um, I, I've always been kind of off-put about, uh, by the, the language that they use in track B about thickening the players. There's just something, <laughs> something really, really unsettling about it. Well, I, in, the, in the rule book, it does say the feeding of said player and establishing True. a minimum thickness. I True, use the word yeah. thickening. Well, you used it because that's how, that's how people talk about it. That's all, I mean, it's, it's, even if it's not in the rule book, it's Oh, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, that's how like, the, the big stat heads look at yeah. it. Like, uh, you, you know, you've been following the big uh, thickening trends lately. The, th- the thickening of uh, <laughs> the thickening of Rat Carpenter. <laughs> the thickening of Rat Carpenter is my favorite Agatha Christie mystery. <laughs> Me too. Oh my god. Uh, the thought thickens. Oh, the 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 um Tunky Tunky Borner has a really great thickening story. His that's that's kind of the the main uh, the main plot in his kind of uh, you know biography. Yeah, I guess so. That his story is a thickening story. <laughs> it's a thickening story. <laughs> um, I have I have one more rule that I it's Please. another one where I would love to know the story behind it, and um, I'm sure there's some specifics that don't really get uh, cleared up in this rule. Um, Players shall remain outside of the city of play for one to 12 weeks before the game. Hmm. Do you think the game's destructive and like the players can't be there at a time or else like, you know, they're going to wreck shit up or like people are going to try to kick them out? I think it's also a kind of thing. It's it's like it's like there there are so many. um, the, The thing about track B is there's a lot of like. There's a lot of showmanship in the way, like, obstacles are, are placed around the field and stuff like that. And they, um, and the, the people who create that, all that stuff, the, the designers, if you will, they, they, um, they really put a lot of thought into it. And they do not want any of those players to even have remotely a, 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 a mild idea of what their layout could be for, for the game. Right. For the game. Yeah. That, that. The entire city is the playing field. Yeah, I think that makes sense that you can't have the players spoiling the mystery of what their playing field looks like. 
And so I think it's kind of it's up to the designers, it's up to the to the team of designers um, how how long that cushion period is that bet- like between one to twelve weeks. I think you know for like the biggest games of the season, it can get up there to twelve weeks. It doesn't happen that much. Usually it sits around like eight, but but it's happened. So that's that's you know that's that's why that's why that's there. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. That yeah, different cities need different times to prepare. Some, you know, it's just going to be, you know, the city of Dallas, but with one umbrella open. And other times it's like, we are leveling Manitoba, Canada. We are rebuilding it, but it's going to be based on the ancient city of Babylon. You can't be here for three months. Oh, that was the best. That, that, that game. What was that? Uh, What was that? Uh, 2006? That was. Yeah, 2006 Super Haka. You can't, you can't get better than that. I don't know how they'll ever outdo that, but yeah. I'm hoping this yeah. might be the season. Yeah, maybe this is the season we see Hawks or Tona uh, hoist the, the hockey jalopy. Hockey jalopy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the trophy they hoist at the end of the year, the uh, hockey jalopy. Yeah. It's weird that they, na- they they don't even spell it like the haka. They spell it like hockey. Um, yeah, it's like the sport hockey. I think we've, uh, I think we've covered sports, all yeah, of them. Sp- Speaking of, I I have one more player. Uh, we were speaking oh, of Mike's. I'm probably I never gonna... have enough players. There was one more player that I that I wanted to talk about. And his name is Mike's. Mike's. Yeah, he's he's the namesake of the hard lemonade. <laughs> First name Mike's. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Got it. For, yeah, first name Mike's. That is all. That is all. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, yeah, I, um, you know, I, sports, sports can be, can be cool. I think that there's some sports that I should get more into, like, the, all the ones we talked about today, I think sound perfectly yeah, skating polite seems like your kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna, I, I would love to go see the, the skating polite, uh, tournament in, in my Ooh. city this weekend. Now, I have something that's really gonna make you get into this. Ooh. Little League Skating Polite. Oh, I was, I think I was literally Child already polite. imagining it being children for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, no, oh, that is very sweet. Yes, big, big fan of that. Is yeah. it weird to go watch a little league skating polite game if you don't have kids <laughs> that are in it? I mean, yes. <laughs> oh. Well, price you gotta pay for watching polite children. No one's going to judge you. It's all, it's a very polite crowd. Yeah. And I mean, like nobody, also nobody's going to ask me like, which one's yours? Because that would, that's, you know. Yeah, that'd be impolite. It's not even like the fake, like, you know, it's not like good manners, but like really backhanded and judgmental. Like this is just really like like, sound social anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that covers a lot of sports and I think. Yeah. I hope, like you, the audience now sees that sports aren't so bad. There's a lot no. of cool, fun sports out there. You and don't because have to we, stick to it. We see you on Twitter, to all of you, we everybody who you. listens to us. You guys are just trashing sports in general all the time. And it's like, what are you guys yeah. even talking about? That's not even what we talk about on here. So, that yeah, we're trying to break some, some, uh, some stereotypes. Yeah, I think it's time these nerds that listen to our podcast <laughs> finally uh you know put on the old shoulder pads and wetsuit and get out there yeah get down there in the water with your shoulder pads on <laughs> yeah and your wellies all right you want to uh 
say the end of oh. the show stuff? Yeah, I think I was thinking about how in recent weeks, instead of saying what the game is beforehand, we explain it after. So I would think I was waiting for you to do that, but we did that already. Um, uh, yeah, so um, if you if you would like to if you would like to get into contact with us, but don't trash sports, uh, you can. Get, do that a couple of ways, and one is you can email us at robots at backcamp.org. You can tweet at us at Robot Typewriter. If you have any um, AI Inktober uh, drawings you want to share with us, please tweet them at Robot Typewriter because we want to see them. And yeah, we live on a website called Backcamp, and we have a theme song, and it's called Video Challenge by Anna Monaguchi. Uh, and I before we go, I just want to say one last thing. My final rule... Probably from also from the sport of uh, track B. Okay. The act of inhaling home bases shall be governed by the regulations applicable to that act of home basing, and regulations for such acts by the league may be modified from time to time. <laughs> inhaling? Yeah, we have certain rules about inhaling home bases, but we change them now and then. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I mean, that's fair, because that, that's just, that's a big mess, and those designers put a lot of thought into into where those home bases go. I really like the emphasis in this sport that might be semi-scripted on the designers, like, <laughs> the omniscient I mean, yeah. designers that govern yeah. the sport. Yeah, I mean, they, like, everybody talks about the players, but they never get, they they never get the, the um the glory they deserve yeah that sometimes we need to stand back and honor the designers the way we honor the earth yeah. hey it's your cousin inktober hey be positive <laughs> i thought you were gonna say beep boop <laughs> hey beep boop <laughs> i'm surely i've told you my uh my great fonzie joke right <laughs> probably what blood type? Oh yeah. Uh, no, what it? Wait, uh, yeah. What, yeah. It's it's a really <laughs> yeah. convoluted setup for a terrible joke. <laughs> it's like wh- when Fonzie was losing blood, and they asked him, hey, "Oh no, are you okay? What blood type are you?" What did he say? Hey, be positive. <laughs> what blood type are you? Hey, be positive. No, Fonzie, listen, we're trying to save your life here. And he's like, chill out, guys. I'm fine. It's O. <laughs> then he died. <laughs> um, anyway, some of the unofficial <laughs> neural net generated prompts are... I won't let you finish this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Is this because I told you no, that you can't talk in this one? Um, uh, and then that- I was like, why is my why are my levels so low? And also my laptop mic. That... That mic is out to get you. Yeah. I think it's cursed. I think it's Kurtz. I think it's Kurt. <laughs> I should give it back to him. I think I think <laughs> I accidentally picked up Kurt's mic and he picked up mine when we bumped into each other in the hallway and dropped all of our things. <laughs> and they're like Harry Potter wands. They're it's 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 malfunctioning because it's it responds to its owner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>